Greetings, Lucasarians. Um, Uncle Lucas here with the podcast. Um, thought long and hard about doing this one. Um, you know, even as I'm doing it, I'm having difficulties trying to get it recorded. So it's like it just doesn't want to be done. But we're going to get through it and we're going to try to talk about this anyway. Um, you know, 2023 has been a kind of rock is rough year um, with pending elections, uh, weather anomalies, warfare and everything that we've seen. Um, uh, we could think it was the end of the storm, but um, it's just the beginning. And I'll explain how we're going to start seeing in America uh, war in states. Uh, and like, I'm going to use the term war because that's what it's going to be. I'm going to be very kind of coldly blunt because um, rhetoric is what got us here and clear rhetoric is going to be the only thing that's going to get us out. All right. To jump right into it, I would like to like, if you haven't seen it already, uh, you know, you can take a pause in this and go like look up the last couple speeches of President Trump when he spoke to the Iowa caucus and when he spoke to people in Reno, Nevada, um, both tones and undertones of what he said was uh, xenophobic at best and um, kind of invoking things straight out of Mein Kampf and Hitler-esque rhetoric when he started speaking to the blood of America. Now, before I go on on this, I would like to like condemn the, what he said harshly and to laugh at him using the blood of America. Uh, Trump, as you know, comes from Ju well, German American, you know, uh, background, his parents were immigrants. Uh, or, or his parents were, his parents came here from immigrants. Um, you know, Trump, um, Queens neighborhood where his family originally came from was full of German immigrants. That's where you used to go to get the sauerkraut on your hot dog. Um, you know, it's kind of something I'm going to get into here is, uh, the brand new, the brand new, new, as I like to call it. Um, a lot of times, um, when you see people become an immigrant success story in America, uh, they try to litmatize to America and play white. And then they start disavowing their own, talking down on their own people. And it, they become classes. Now, this is just what this isn't just white people, black, Hispanic, Asian people do it too. Uh, you can go to Minnesota and see how upper class Asians speak down on the Hmong population. You could go to, uh, you know, Texas or California and see how upper class Hispanics talk down on. You know, their Hispanic brothers and sisters that might be crossing the border are doing like marginal jobs like um, construction and um, landscaping, how they talk down on them. And like if you sit in a room with a bunch of wealthy like uh, 
minorities, you'll hear hate against their own people just as much as you'll hear hate against a majority. And in a majority room, it's just hate all around when it's like a certain scale because they define um, stuff as privilege. Case in point, have you ever walked around a mall and looked around and seen who really um, just like asks for help or just stands around and expects people to do stuff and then flips out when people don't do it? Yeah, it's nine times out of ten, it's the privileged are, you know, the majority. But we have that standing around waiting for something to happen in America. And with Trump's rhetoric about the blood of America and deportation being used in the same kind of tone, he set the precedence for what's to come in 2024. The closer it gets to election, the higher his numbers and popularity goes. We will see conflicts. But here's the thing. Trump is not a dummy. Trump wants to get the heat off of him in legal cases. Trump wants to get back into an office so he can pardon himself and pardon people around him. Trump has an agenda. So Trump is weaponizing the mob. So what the mob will do on either side, he's weaponizing. Let's get it straight now, because in saying this in saying I'm going to have the world's largest mass deportation in American history. And then the next week, the Texas governor governor signs in the law a bill saying that they will arrest any person that is found to be a migrant. You have paper checking. Just like you had people going door to door in Germany asking, are you a Jew? Jew. Now you have Jewish and um, Palestinian war on Israel where it's got and over here where people are pro-Palestinian, are attacking Jewish people. So we having like major conflicts, but it's being downplayed. It's being downplayed right now because they don't want to turn the temperature up until they can turn the temperature up where it favors the agenda. Because what you're going to see is him start to talk tough with law enforcement next. Once the like fires start spreading around he's going to talk this the talk with law enforcement right and you got to think when you turn heat up on one side heat's got to turn up on the other so when you got people in texas and other states are going to follow with this similar texas stupid bill you know when you got people like that in republican states doing this what's going to happen is people are going to like I, I shouldn't have to carry my passport around to prove i'm a citizen Imagine if you have something going on in your life where you can't afford a passport and that day you're just out working on the construction site. Oh, snap. I left my wallet in the truck and, you know, INS rolls is up. Oh, it's in the truck. No, we're not letting you go to the truck. You know, you're coming with us. They're not asking any questions. They're just detaining. And you're an American citizen being held for being like uh, a legal immigrant. It's going to happen. I'm not going to say it is going to probably will happen. It might happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
Um, and what happens then with like people that are here illegally and they're trying, been trying to work the path to citizenship and you're hearing that he's going to just remove all of that. Like, screw that. We just got to get stop all of this and we're going to deport you, deport you in the process. When you're hearing this, you're getting scared. You're looking at your kids like, will my kids be able to go to school next year? You're looking at your um, your home like, will I be here next year? What is he going to do to me and my family? You know, if like I can't even go get papers or like all this process that I've been through, which is a lengthy process to get naturalization, you know, like what what am I going to do now that if he comes in office, all of this could be for nothing. That's going to piss you off and you're going to revolt. And in doing so, you drive his agenda. Oh, we got crazy uh, illegals causing problems in all our states. And then that, what does that do to his people that's on the fringe that kind of like what he's saying and kind of like where he's going with immigration? Then they just jump on the bandwagon. He's the only one that's going to do something about it. What they're saying and stuff like that. Then you have the fever start. Once the fever starts, can't be stopped. Trump's rhetoric is is not new. And like he said, you're going to have the large. He wants to have the largest deportation in American history. Well, most people don't know that the largest deportation in American history happened in 1954. Now, I'm going to talk about a lot, a lot, a lot about the 50s a little bit here, because in 1954 to 1957, whew, Eisenhower had Emmett Till anti-lynching laws. Well, anti-lynching was proposed. We'll get back to anti-lynching in a little bit because that's laughable. We'll talk about the slow knife in race relations in America. Um, but Eisenhower was the guy that's, that, that like, Trump, when he feeds from like the past, Trump taps into like leaders that like people be like, Ugh, why, why Jackson? You know, like, oh, why did he just invoke Eisenhower? Like he invokes the the kind of leaders that like you make you want to cringe because it's like, yo, Truman, yo, you know that slightly racist, you know, but if you look at the times. Like this is before the death of King. So this is before the bus boycotts, like, like all the stuff that he reaches for is from a time when people were persecuted. Like you got to pay attention to his rhetoric when he borrows from another president and that president was in the past. These are presidents that lived in a world where the N word was being said in the newspaper about crime like like straight say in the newspaper nigger botch robbery at bank you know it would say stuff like that you know in the newspaper for all to consume you know that kind of just racial hate prevalent day to day and this is coming from a man who's saying blood of america and make america great again You're starting to see that his America 
ain't giving a damn about anything other than what he deems to be the majority. In his speech in Reno, he doubled down on this because he called out every immigrant in America except for white people. He ain't say Irish. He didn't say Italian. You know, he didn't say uh, uh, Serbian, anything like that. He said African, Hispanic, and Asian. So he said African, Hispanic, and Asian. So he said black, brown, and yellow for the lack of better sense. Because if you think about a racist person going in a mob, if he told them to go like take out Africans, Hispanics, and Asian people, they're looking at the color of the skin. They're not going to go look at uh, what's your background? You know, where did your people come from? They're not going to go look at that, you know, so he's he's already stoking the fire to a future mob. Either if he gets elected, the fire stoked, if he doesn't get elected, the fire stoked, as we saw on January 6th. You know. So this is going to feed his election. Because. You have a non-president saying stuff that Republican governors are like, oh, I like that. He's spitting. You know, like when he says stuff like that, that's what they're looking like. And they're like, oh, I like what he's saying. I'm going to double down on it right now because I support him and I support what he's going to do in his up and coming, you know, tenure. You know, not like, hey, this president that's, um, you know, right here in office um, right now, um, his name's Biden. I don't know if you know about him, but uh, he strongly denounces this and saying he ain't on board with stuff like this. But you're saying like bump him. You know, he's he's lame duck. He's on his way out. You know, we cool. We cool. We 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 off that. We off that. We um we we on Trump 2024. You know, that's what they're saying. You got governors saying this. So, like, if that governor was elected by a majority of his state and they like what he's doing, then the majority of his state feels the same way. That's what we have going on. That's why I said 2024, best have some ammunition, canned goods, and be ready you know, like if you lose power at your house that you got a heat source, <laughs> be ready. If it's hot as hell and knows no power that you can, you know, you got a way to keep your house cool and you don't die of heat stroke. Be ready because stuff's going to get crazy. You know, I've been like saying slightly in every podcast, you got to be ready. You got to prepare yourself mentally and physically and physically is not just buying a weapon. What good is a weapon if something goes down and you got to run three miles and you out of shape and can't do it? You know, if you got to run three miles to save your family and you got to run every step, you can't do it. You might as well just give somebody else your gun because it ain't going to do you no damn good. You know, so you got to be mentally, physically ready. And like a lot of America, 
they might be mentally ready, but they ain't physically ready for what would happen if we went to civil conflicts in the United States. It would literally be like, right, when I talked about vets, like how a vet might have to lead them, it's going to be like that. It's going to be that old veteran, you know, he's wiry, he still got his little strength about him, he jogs, he runs marathons and stuff like that. But that guy has a wealth of military knowledge and training and stuff like that. That's the guy that's training the militia. That's the guy that's uh, in an emergency situation where we had to like, if we had skirmishes in the streets, that's that's the guy that's going to mm-hmm. be uh, leading. He ain't going to be following. He's going to be leading. And they're going to ask him to lead unanimously. So... People got to get ready because this is going to happen when it boils down to like if he gets elected or if he doesn't get elected. You're going to have smoke in the city either way. You're going to have smoke because there's so many people that strongly believe in him to the point where he he's not in jail. There's so many people that strongly believed in him that they ran into the house, you know. It's like January 6th was, did happen, folks. Now, just imagine, like, he gets back in office. He does what he says. Well, I'm going to try dictator on for a day. And then he knows what he's like. Oh, I like that. I'm going to try dictator for a year. I'm going to try dictator for two years. You know what? I'm going to try dictator three years. And you know what? Let's cancel the next term, you know. Um. I consider myself a monarch. I can America wants me to be a monarch. My my followers wants me to be a monarch now. You know, no more election. I'm president till I die, and then if I die, my son steps in. You got him like he's already said like what president told you that they wanted to be a dictator? None in American history. They offered it to George Washington and he handed it back to them and said, I will like he didn't believe that a person, one person should rule. We we have not paid attention to what Trump has truly been preaching and what people have truly been listening to. Now, with this blood of America thing, what? is the blood of America. It's not Native American. It's not Tahano. It's not, you know, something indigenous to this country. It's not. That's not the blood of America. You mean the blood of America is this white man that traveled on a ship from Europe over here, killed, raped, pillaged, caused spread sickness. That's the blood of America. Oh, excuse the fuck out of me. This this is this is what we're living in. And let me tell you, the majority is believing it. So if the majority is believing it, what do we have to expect? Um, If you're a little bit of like a history, you know, person like me, go back and look at the. The split as it started to happen before the Civil War. You had a Southern society that believed that it was their right 
and that state should be, you know, like have their rights to to own slaves as part of their manifest destiny. Another make America great again type term used in history. You know, and we got states that are shaped because of splits, you know, you know, like it's, it's like a North and South Carolina. It's a North and South Dakota, but like really and truly splits happen for a reason because like, okay, we're a little extreme, but we're not that extreme. So like, you know, if y'all want to be like that, cool. Just y'all your own thing. Y'all don't want to roll with our laws and cool. So that's how we had stuff like that. But here's the thing. Now we got, we're getting states starting to say we want to fully separate, separate for the federal government. But at the same time, now it's done flip flopped where states are saying we want to fully connect with the federal government, but not with Biden. We'll do it with Trump. Like Trump can tell all the governors to do something and they'll do it tomorrow because they're Republican and this party system has turned into like chaos. It's like, where do you get off as a Republican pushing an agenda? Are you saying if my daughter got raped, she has to have the baby. If I live in Texas, she has to, if I try to drive her across state lines, I will be, faced like charges for trying to get her an abortion. So she didn't have some monsters kid. And you got people that literally have daughters and nieces and cousins and mothers saying that that a woman doesn't have a right to choose. Now, if you're let's boil it down, ladies and gentlemen, any time in history where we've had racial injustice, we had women injustice at the same damn time. Don't get it twisted. Don't think it's a game. It's the truth. Like if you ever look at any, any of the movements where we had abolition movements, what was right beside it? A women's movement. Susan B. Anthony was pulling double duty. You know what I'm saying? You know, it was, that kind of like stuff. So like, let's just talk about the slow knife in America. There's been a slow knife to women's rights. There's been a slow knife to racial rights. Case in point, Eisenhower like had the chance to pass a anti-lynching bill on behalf of Emmett Till. He didn't even see Emmett Till's mother. And the anti-lynching legislation that was proposed in 1890 didn't get passed fully until 2023. Google it. It's true. 1890 till 2023. How many freaking deaths do you imagine? happened between then till that date that would have been stopped by that bill. That's, that's what I'm talking about by the slow knife. So when it comes in to women's rights, like them repealing this, that thing, it's like, it's 
putting the slow slow knife back on the table for women's rights. It's like, okay, how how many people will suffer until we correct this injustice? And now they're just basically telling you that the good old days are coming back again. Deal with it. Or what Trump is basically saying, deal with it or leave. So we're going to start hearing that type of language. Go back to Africa. Go back here and stuff like that. But I, I challenge you to like, like really start saying go back to Africa too much to black people because they'll be like, well, y'all brought us over here. Y'all can send us back. You know, like we'll we'll take a carnival cruise and have like, you know, concerts all the way to the coast. If y'all, 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 y'all gonna really be about that, you know. And, you know, but still look at the diaspora of Africa. Look at how Africa has been raped and pillaged and stuff like that. Look at how South America has been raped and pillaged and stuff like that look at the caribbean how it's been raped and pillaged and stuff like that so when you're telling somebody to go home if you send us home don't come here if you kick us out your country don't come here for your drunken vacations don't come here for these beaches stay your ass in new jersey beach you know Here's the thing. You can't you can't be overlord and say you're being democratic at the same time. Like you can't be like we're going to deport you using a democratic process, but we're going to come and visit and do what we want over there as tourists. That's not going to work, boss. You're going to have like violence when they go, when your people go there because you've thrown everybody out. You got angry people there now working at that resort. Oh, oh yeah. I knew them when I used to live in like down the street from them. They got enough money. They won't mind if I go in their room and rob all their belongings. So, you know, Trump has already set this up, people. I can't. Like say this enough, it's it's coming. Like like it's it's until Trump is either in jail or not running for office, says or steps down, this is coming, folks. It's it's inevitable. You got the front runner for the the person that could possibly run and get the nomination instead of Trump. The front runner is actually so fearful that she won't get a piece of that power that she's talking ignominiously about Trump in effort to like, you know, even if I don't get the nomination because he's so popular, he'll at least pull me on as a vice president. So she's pulling the Pence like Pence did when he was running against Trump in a primary. So, People are already drawing lines in the sand. They 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 made their position, but they also have their secondary position to back him. You know, so we're going to see conflict, and it's mm-hmm. it's inevitable. And you got to think of it like this: 
Trump's done talked so much crap about Mexican gangs and um, other stuff like that. Like, what happens when you start doing, like, proposing mass deportation and some of these gang elements are in cities? What happens in Texas when they try and police that little bill in a Hispanic neighborhood? No. I'll tell you like this. One proud thing I can say about Hispanic culture is there is no tighter knit family. Like I say the only close second to a, a, a Hispanic family is an Italian family and how tight knit they are. You ain't fighting just one of them. You fighting all of them. It's like a Samoan family too. You're like, that's a close third too, by the way. You're not fighting one. You're fighting all of them, you know? So I'm, I'm just saying like that's bills like that that's being passed are going to be hard to enact. And can you imagine a mass deportation? Can you imagine a mass deportation in a city like Houston? Or in a city like New York? Can you imagine a mass deportation in uh, uh, L.A.? Can you imagine that? not turning into like a civil war. This guy has laid the groundworks for the next American civil war. It won't be a Confederacy. It'll be like the mag, the, the people that support him and the people that oppose him, because let me make it clear. If he gets elected and he does all this like dictatorish type stuff on like day one, there's going to be people that's going to party up just like the people did on January 6th. And they're going to be against him. And that's when it will begin. You know, so I hate to say it. This, this is like 2024. I, I was looking for it with hope and like, I'm, I'm still hoping for the best wishing for anything, but like, the fact that we have an election and we have this kind of stuff being said and starting to happen along with shitty weather, volcano eruptions, earthquakes, um, high interest rates, uh, all kinds of crazy stuff like all this stuff. And only good thing that we people have jobs. So people are genuinely kind of busy. But we're going to start seeing that. And. Don't be surprised if some of your friends that like might be your color might be some of those brand new, new people. Because another thing Trump talks, Trump talks to the wealthy. Trump tells the wealthy, you know, like, I'm going to make it where you can stay rich and get richer. So then you have people making some scary decisions like, do I back Trump? And step away from my people or step towards a racist type person or step towards a xenophobic type person, knowing that I'm an immigrant because he's going to give me this money and keep me rich. Or do I embrace my people and just deal with what I got? No, I might lose a little bit of money, but still, I sleep better at night. Nope, they choose evil. They choose to sleep and toss and turn on a bed full of money. (laughs) 
uncomfortable as that feels, literally. You know, so, yeah. That's that brand new new that I was talking about where you have people that, like, you know, they get big. Like, you know, they, they might have started from the bottom, but, like, you know, I, I turned that that little business into an agricultural company. I turned that um, little cleaning job into a corporation. Or I turned that, you know, oh, like, uh, you know, I turned that thing into this, you know. I, and now I'm in the upper class. I'm in that, like, little 10%. And I don't want to leave. I ain't going back. Oh, Trump? Trump going to keep me here? Well, you know what? They could call me a sellout, but I'm rich. That's 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 how they feel. And if those lines get drawn, that's how they'll feel. Because the next thing that you know he's going to protect is people that's rich. You know, like, you can't say you're going to double down on certain things and be big on law enforcement and stuff like that, and then cause a conflict, and then, like, all your people that are with you are wealthy. You know, like, what the next thing that you're going to do, like, is law enforcement's got to protect, protect us first. Then, you know, like, all those people without power and money that's with us, they can get protection then, but us first. That's basically how it's going to go, and that's how it will shake down. He's turning everything into like a Gestapo type thing. So uh, his his reach has literally gotten too deep. Like literally, you got a guy with 24 indictments, you know, like Javier or Raheem gets one indictment. They in jail. I have like Javier or Pierre gets one indictment and their homie gets an indictment. He's snitching. And they in jail. So, like, you know, plea de- plea bargains and deals happen with far less indictments uh, than what Trump has. And, like, yes, Trump's got, like, 24 indictments on him. And, like, ain't nobody rolled just yet because they, they scared to. If I roll on this guy and he gets elected. Whew, I don't want to end up in a black site prison. You know, like you got, you had a guy that had money, influence, and power before he was a political person. Now has the insulation of political power with that. So he just turned a dual edged sword to a dual edged sword with a gun. You know, so. The guy is going to be a problem. And here's the thing. Trump becomes more of a problem every time he speaks. Every time he speaks. You can see this because in Iowa, he said something about the blood of Americans. The next week, he said in Reno, Nevada, about mass deportation. Do you think that rhetoric is going to stop? His numbers shot up 12 points. After saying it, he shot up 12 points after saying it. What does that say about America and the people that support him? So if he said that and he shot up twin points, it's just like when he said crooked Hillary, he wants to lock her up 
and he jumped up 10 or 12 points. He doubled down. He kept saying it. Kept saying it. He said build a wall. He shut out up points. So he kept using it. Kept using it. And then when he got elected, he tried to do all those things. So here's the thing. People, you got the only power to stop it. Voting. And yes, they're going to make voting hard for your minorities and stuff. They're going to make it hard because they they know you're going to come out in record numbers just like you did last time. So they're going to make it hard. You know, they're going to have polling days be fewer or, you know, cut off at a certain point. They're going to make it hard. They might even stop the like absentee and mail in and all that stuff. They're, they're going to make it hard. Um, but they'll even probably redefine you know, district lines, uh, you know, stuff like that to try to break up a black vote and minority vote in certain areas. They will. But here's the thing. Still come out and vote. Because if you don't, um, it could, it could potentially be like this is the vote before the war. <laughs> this is the vote before we won't know America like we knew America before. Um, kids already got used to homeschooling a little bit in COVID. Don't be surprised at some point in 2024, we have to go back to it because conflicts are happening so much that people are afraid to send their kids to school. It's real. Your school district will like send kids home if like too many kids get COVID. Just just think if too many conflicts start happening in the neighborhood close to a school. We're not opening up. You know. So yeah. Just a little something to think on. Or it's just seems heavy. And I didn't want to do like a a heavy one on y'all, but like it had to be said, like I was just sitting here and like, I just like, since I heard that rhetoric being said by him, it's like my mind started turning on like how big of a risk to national security, how big of a risk to just general day-to-day life this man is like with saying something like that and with it getting by and nobody be like, okay, you should resign. Come on, dog. You should resign. You know, Herman Cain and his 999 thing had to like, you know, resign after a woman said that he was cheating on his wife. Trump got accused of cheating with his wife, had the Billy Bathgate grab him by the pussy thing said and picked on retarded people. um, This the, you know, like a five star family, all these things. And he got elected because he never in all of that. All of that horror, he never lost his polling percentage saying that, like, oh, it ain't going to hurt you to say that. Like, look at your numbers. So right now, he said that all his cohorts like Giuliani and all these people are getting facing jail time and his numbers are still going up. I'm not going to vote for Trump. 
I don't tell, I would tell you not to vote for Trump, but like, here's the thing, thing, the dude's probably going to get elected. And by probably, I mean, it's going to come to a tight ass race. I mean, it's going to probably be like a hundred thousand votes that put him over if he wins. That's how tight this race is probably going to be. And I hate to say it, we, we got to prepare for if he does get elected. If he tries to make this rhetoric come true, how does it help brown, black, and yellow when he's saying, I need to check to see if you're an American citizen? I don't care if your grandma lived and died here. We we ain't worried about that. I ain't going to go dig up her grave. I need to see your papers. That's what it's boiling down to. And when you raise up and get mad at that being said, you know, if it's the federal government, Rules of engagement are national. Well, if it's National Guard, it's rules of engagement. If it's the federal government, you know, it's not like a police officer you're talking to. You know, so, you know, it's a little higher than that. So it's like, yeah, you strike that person, you're going to jail. You fight back with that one, you're, you're going to jail, jail, you know. You know, or if it's National Guard or type military type thing, you fight back against them, you're dead. (laughs) You know, so. Yeah. Crazy, because in 1954, like I said, with Eisenhower, Eisenhower was the guy that called the National Guard to make sure that stuff didn't go down in certain places. Eisenhower um, has some things where people praise him civil rights-wise, and then he has some things where people denounce him. But doesn't Trump? HBCUs praised him. Minority business praised him. You know, so we have this type person who will give you a little something, but he's going to expect a whole lot in return, you know. So we we got to be careful. We got to prepare because um, it's not going to be easy. The transition. Come on, we, you you got like imagine he won the election. You saw how he didn't go to the inauguration, right? You, you you saw that. You saw how he like went out the back door and just like tried to make a grandstand where he was doing a showcase at the same time somebody that was taking office was in leaving. How do you think he's going to act when he's trying to go back to the, to the White House? He's going to be like, yo, I don't care if the moving trucks are there. Get him, get him out. You know, like, yo, this is this is my place now. 
he gonna want to even be there to like the the slam the the front door when the Biden family walks out. He's that cat, callous. He's that that he's that he's that dude. You know he's so yeah. Him coming back in office ain't gonna be nothing short of petty. Um, you know, like so, yeah. Like he said, on day one, day two, he, he he's going to be trying to be a dictator. Yes. Can you imagine the parade that he's going to ask for? He asked for a military parade when he was in office. Like, you know that only autocrats and dictators, like, do that, right? And he was like, yeah, but I want one. That's basically what he said. You can look that up, too. So, like, um, you know. If we bring him back in office, he's going to feel like that. He's going to feel like he's a Putin or Kim Jong-un or, uh, you know, or others that he names. And he calls out and speaks highly of anybody that's an autocrat. Now, mind you that we have things happening around us that you should be paying attention to because, Oh, I'm going to deport all these people and send them back to their country. He said, like, we have Venezuelan, you know, people here that ran from their country, you know. And Venezuela is not a like good country because they cozy up like Trump with Russia and other countries. But, like, here's the thing. We're. They even port sometimes ships from Russia. But we got them about to have a conflict with Guyana. Kind of similar to the like Ukraine-Russia thing. And we already seen that when it comes to giving aid, it's like, oh, you know, we give Christian aid because it's like, you know, we want to send more money to Israel than we do Ukraine because, you know, we're 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 sending Christian aid. Um, we want to feel like we're we're back in the Bible more so than back in Ukraine. So you know we got Ukraine about to run out of funds, run out of ways to like the ability to really fight their war. And if that happens, we could have in twenty twenty four, Ukraine loses the war. Trump, uh, Putin being Vladimir Putin, he'll probably. Find some kind of way to take out the Russian, <laughs> I mean, the Ukrainian president on TV or for everybody to see that you you don't oppose Russia. Um, and then people like the Venezuelan leader will look at that and it'll be a dog whistle for him to kill and use his forces to move in on Guyana. Thank God we have Brazil kind of saying they're going to back Guyana. But, like, we're going to see Guyana asking for U.S. aid the same way that Ukraine did. And God help us if this, like, uh, thing in Israel keeps continuing. And we have to throw aid to that. Or, God forbid... Vladimir Putin gets a little bit more visions of grandeur and be like, hey, I got Ukraine. I'm at Poland. Poland's back door. 
Let's take Poland. Let's take Germany, too. We're right there at the back door. And then we have to send shift sending aid to uh, Ukraine and to Guyana and send it to the U.N., Because those are our allies. And Guyana falls. There's a domino effect if you haven't caught it yet. That seems to be what I'm trying to push to you today. Is that wars are coming. Not little wars. We will have civil war in America. And a war war like a World War Three is coming. So my uh, grandma used to have a saying. She said, when boys are born in mass, it's because there's times of war ahead. When females are born in mass, seems to be times of peace. I used to think that was true. But now... With the ads and stuff that you see on TV, it doesn't even matter if it's like more girls than boys because the latest army be all you could be and all the ads, the lioness type shows that's getting made. They're trying to appeal to the G.I. Jane and your daughter. Because they're not just going to be happy with your son's going to die and fight for their country. They're going to want your daughter too. And hey, you're you're a fit fighting age. You're not quite 45. Come on. Yep. Don't be surprised. Like with all these kids saying, oh, I'm ditching college. You know, I can make money on my own out here if a draft doesn't come back. Don't be surprised. And don't be surprised if that happens in the Trump legislation. So just a little bit of a, a path down the road that I hope we don't take uh, in 2024, but we'll see. Uh, this probably will be my last one for this year. So um, I'll catch y'all in the 2024. And until um, then, let's, let's, let's pay attention, folks, to what's being said out here. Let's not get riled up people with the dog whistles that's being blown by like the the you know, deportations and stuff like that, because that's what he's doing. He's, he's blowing a dog whistle right now on either side. So let's, let's be smart going into 2024. Let's just get rid of this guy. Let's just get him where he's far away from office and get somebody in there that can do something right. If it's not Biden, Hey, there's third party candidates. Let's find a solution. Not like somebody that's just gonna keep stoking fires, man. We don't we don't need that right now, you know. Like twenty twenty four is not the year for us to be fighting. Trust me, twenty twenty five ain't. Like we got we we got enough shit to worry about weather wise and all kinds of other stuff, you know. But we'll see. But until next time, this is um Uncle Lucas. Love, hopefully, peace. And I'll catch y'all in 2024.